0: I'm Natalia Shpilova-Said. I'm a host of New Books in Ukrainian Studies, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. I'm delighted to speak today with Olya Ahnatyuk, author of Courage and Fear, published by Harvard Ukrainian Research Institute in 2019. Olya is a professor at the University of Warsaw, Poland and to the Kiev-Mohyla Academy, Ukraine. She also served in the Polish Diplomatic Corps. She is the recipient of numerous awards, including Polonia Restituta, the Antonowicz Foundation Award for Fostering Polish-Ukrainian Cultural Cooperation, and the Pryszunski Polish Pen Club Award. Her book, Courage and Fear, originally published in Polish in 2015, received awards in Ukraine and in Poland. Hello, Ola, congratulations on the English translation of your book. Uh, hello natalia
1: thanks uh, many thanks for your congratulations and many thanks for having me for, and i am excited about uh my uh my debut uh, at uh english 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 podcast i'm very very nervous about this but I will do my best.
0: Well, I'm, I'm sure our discussion will go very well. So I would like to start with the introduction. Uh, so you explained that this book is not only a scholarly investigation of highly entangled histories of Polish, Ukrainian, and Jewish communities that happened to live in Lviv at the very turbulent pre-war, war, and post-war periods, uh, but also your personal story, a story of your parents and your grandparents. Would you say a few words about how the book is structured and why you open it with the story of your family? Thank you, Natalia,
1: for such an interesting question. And uh, for sure, I, I uh, would like first of all to to explain why uh, why I started with uh, with my family history with my family story, and uh, then I will uh, switch to the, uh, the structure of my book. So uh, the first reason was uh, that I, uh, for a very long time I have been seeking for an approach which uh, would allow to combine different national narratives and to overcome so-called egoism of one's own pain. I mean, to see only one nation's victims uh, and to perceive all other cases as less important or even worse, uh, other nationalities as enemies or even persecutors. The second reason was I wanted to say that microhistory matters. Of course, I don't mean that one can replace Uh, uh, history or master narrative uh, by case study, but I wanted to encourage young historians to put it in the well-known metaphor to see an ocean in just one drop. And the third reason was uh, for such choice was the desire to shorten the distance between the reader and the author. If you are familiar with the author and her or his own story, you will trust her or him more. And last but not least, I wanted to exemplify through my family history that uh, there are so many untold stories. First of all, in Ukrainian history, the pressure of communist system was everywhere in the communist um, uh, states, um, uh, but in Ukraine it was extremely high. Most of Ukrainian citizens had to show silence, otherwise they wouldn't survive. The best example is Holodomor and the fact that only in late 80s, at the eve of uh, Perestroika, first mentions of Holodomor appeared in public sphere in Soviet Union, and only during 90s, uh, scholars in Ukraine started to study the Holodomor. It took almost 20 years when state program was implemented and uh, the recognition of the victims of holodomor started to be a part of state politics so uh it was uh my uh, my aim was to encourage young historians and young people to to listen to uh, their grandparents to um to um Try to understand uh, uh, their stories. And uh, now a a few words about the structure of of my book. Uh, So I started with uh, my family history, which is uh, highly entangled uh, Polish, Ukrainian, and Jewish history uh, with um, many. Uh, really complicated uh, uh, traces, and uh, all uh, members of my family were displaced from uh, from their old uh, places uh, for their ho- houses uh, to uh, uh, to Poland. And uh, no one of them uh, wanted to be uh, to be a displaced person. So it is uh, really uh, common for uh, the, this part of Europe uh, the history of uh, displacement. But uh, I didn't want to uh, to tell the story only about displaced persons. I wanted to. Uh, uh, Tell the story of of review uh, inteligencia, and I decided to uh, choose um, uh, some protagonists uh, of review uh, inteligencia, and uh, I wanted to uh, choose uh, such uh, such uh, intelligence who will be representative for. For uh, this strata, and uh, to re- uh, and who will uh, represent uh, their own media. for example, academics, so university professors, all uh, old, uh, old the professors and new ones, Soviet one, uh, and uh, uh, artists, singers, um, writers. Um and uh, medical uh, uh, medical workers, uh, first of all, doctors. So I, I wanted to present very uh, uh, broad uh, picture of different media and uh, different strata from rather, uh, rather poor people. Uh, to very, uh, very uh, well-situated um, uh, uh, people, uh, very rich, uh, which were collectioners, which uh, were the owners of, uh, of uh, huge buildings. So uh, I wanted to, uh, to show uh, different stories with different uh, social background. With different origins and, uh, of course, with very uh, were of different nationalities, there were Poles, Jews, and uh, Ukrainians. And um, um, I wanted to uh, base my book uh, mostly on uh, on uh, diaries and so-called ego documents, uh, which means. Uh, uh correspondence letters and even um, uh, such uh, difficult documents difficult for uh, studying documents uh, like uh, investigation protocols inter uh, inter uh, uh, interrogation protocols so um, I uh, didn't want to uh, to um, uh, use um, um, memoirs. I I, uh, I uh, preferred mm-hmm. uh, diaries, uh, mostly diaries, than uh, than, uh, than memoirs because memoirs are influenced by uh, national narratives, and only on the, on the level of uh, day-to-day observation you can have. Uh, a Better view on on uh, on the events, on the uh, views of uh, such person, uh, on the situation, on on the uh, behavior of others. So um, I I decided to to go uh, this way. Uh, through the studying of ego documents.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, your uh, book centers, as I mentioned, on Lviv, and you cover different time periods, as I mentioned, again, pre-war, war and post-war. Uh, but um, I would like to start with uh, Lviv uh, in its pre-war, uh, let's say, milieu. And um, how would you describe that uh, Lviv? Your book uh, includes a number of pictures, some are part of your family story, some provide an insight into the intellectual and political life of that time period. But what was um, cultural life like uh, in Lviv, let's say in 1938 or 1939? What was the political situation there as well?
1: Uh, thank you sir, for such such question. It is a uh, uh, temptation to uh, to tell the story through the myth of Lviv, beautiful, rich, Multicultural city supported by, uh, and, and this myth is supported by many former inhabitants, especially Poles, but not only Poles, for example, Polish uh, Jew Josef Witlin, who uh, emigrated uh, after the World War II to to New York. And he supported such a nostalgic myth of uh, Lviv, that Lviv, uh, that Lviv before. World War Two, uh, which was a uh, uh, extremely uh, nice city, uh, very uh, um, you know, friendly for uh, for not only uh, the inhabitants of, uh, of the city but also for uh, guests of a city, and uh, very influential in the influential uh, even. Cultural life or a Polish cultural life, but of course, mm-hmm. it is Polish myth of uh, Lviv and uh, Ukrainian myth of Lviv is uh, rather different. If uh, if it is, uh, if it exists, I am uh, not sure uh, about uh, such uh, such myth of Lviv. Uh, after World War II, uh, Ukrainian emigrants uh, wanted to create such myths, but uh, I think they um, failed to to create such uh, such myths. So, uh, and uh, for sure, it was a different a different picture of a city. So uh, it was a multicultural city. However, it was a city full of tensions between different stratas, uh, social stratas, national um, uh, um, national spilnota, mm-hmm. national uh, societies, mm-hmm. not societies, mm-hmm. national uh, communities, communities. Uh, so. Um, it was, uh, however, uh, these communities uh, uh, communicate mm-hmm. uh, not in, uh, only inside them, but also outside them. So uh, it was uh, a city with uh, really uh, difficult uh, communication because of uh, domination of Polish uh, uh, administration, Polish language, and other languages uh, were uh, uh, not allowed, and uh, even uh, even uh, the uh, the name Ukrainians or Ukrainian was not allowed. Only Ruthenian. So. we cannot say that it was so uh, um, picturesque, so uh, uh, nice, uh, and uh, so with no uh, with no problems uh, between uh, different communities. However, the um, cultural life and um, uh, uh, university or, or academic life uh, was really intense uh, uh, and uh, uh, with, uh, with great achievement it uh, is uh, achievements of uh, philosophy or ma- uh, mathematicians uh, it was uh, really well uh, recognized uh, uh, writers from Lviv. Uh, famous in uh, in uh, the center of Poland in Warsaw, and uh, uh, but it wasn't true for uh, for Ukrainians. Only uh, it was true for uh, these Jews who uh, decided to uh, to write in Polish, who decided to have a career uh thanks to uh, to your uh, uh, um, access to to uh polishness so i, I would say polishness uh lviv at the late 30s uh was also the the city of uh, of uh, uh inter uh, uh, Intercommunities battle. Uh, um, I didn't describe this battle in my book, but uh, the main uh, struggle was uh, between the main struggle was between uh, Jews and Poles, mm-hmm. because uh, Jews were uh, one third of the in, uh, inhabitants, and Poles were uh, one half. Mm-hmm. So it. Uh, it it was two main uh main communities of uh, of a city uh, and uh ukrainians were minority in the city uh it was only uh, more or less uh, rather less than twenty percent uh according to um census it was it was seventeen uh, percent uh but we have to remember that not only uh battles uh in a uh, the university between uh between Polish uh, radicals uh nationalists uh and against uh, Jews so called ghetto lafkova uh, uh and numerous clauses uh principle towards Jews. The same numerous clauses uh, principle was uh, to where, uh, was uh, employed to So Ukraine. So, uh, at, uh, on the first level, it was a nice city, the best city uh, in Poland. Uh, how it described uh, described uh, describe many many former citizens of uh, Lviv, but on the uh, Other level uh, with no nostalgia, uh, no nostal- nostalgia, no, uh, no uh, myth. It was a city full of uh, tensions and struggle
0: yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, as as you mentioned the history of Lviv is uh, rich in all kinds of highly entangled histories and stories um not only in the late 1930s but onwards and um if you were to identify the main points of contention uh what uh, would those be and what is contested by whom by what and to what end
1: um i thing but but uh, uh, we um, can start uh, uh, the answer with uh, with um, um, the origins of mm-hmm. uh, of this uh, contestation mm-hmm. and um, I think that uh, uh, origins uh, were uh, not just in the 30s uh, of 20th century, but uh, their roots were in the, uh, the 19th century. Mm-hmm. I would place them in, uh, at the turn of 19th uh, and 20th century, the, the main point of modernization. Mm-hmm and the main point of uh, nationalization. But uh, uh, of course one might uh, say that uh, we should start with the Spring of Nations, uh, 1848, but uh, it isn't accidentally that uh, most of my protagonists were born and were active before World War I uh austro hungarian Galicia was the most backward province and uh at the same time uh it it uh, uh, um, uh it has been modernized at this at uh, this time and uh, this tension of modernization of nationalization mm-hmm. uh are uh are a really a really present in the, uh, in the turn of 19th century and 20th century and uh, we can observe at the turn of 30s and 40s only uh, the results of this uh, of this start of this start of the turn of 19th century and 20th century uh, and a uh, point of contentions uh, of, compen- of contention. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, there are different points of, uh, of uh, contention and uh, they depend on a political and national background. Uh, I will uh, mention only one of them. Uh, there is a Polish saying gentlemen do not discuss on facts. Uh, it means that there is no reason to call into the question facts. However, in highly contested uh, uh, questions like who Lviv belongs to, even mm. numbers are questioned. When uh, in, uh, I, I remember uh, when in uh, 2009 I worked with my colleagues uh, on the open air exhibition dedicated to the Soviet occupation of Lviv. We started uh, the, this uh, exhibition with information about inhabitants of pre-war review. Uh, and the population of review according to uh, 1931 census was uh, like I uh, described uh, uh, in my previous answer. Uh, I mean, uh, half of, uh, of uh, population were... were Poles, uh, one-third were Jews, and only less than uh, 20% were Ukrainians. And uh, uh, it is rather obvious, but um, it is possible to contest even numbers. On the one, uh, one hand, uh, they are numbers, but on the other hand, we have to understand that 1931 census and most of previous censuses, never mind Polish or Austrian, were highly contested by Polish and Ukrainian scholars and politicians. Both sides questioned numbers and pointed out that uh, categories of these census were not correct. I mean, that uh, our, our Austrian census had no question about nationality, but only about language spoken and religion. Polish census of 1921 and uh, 1931 used the same categories and uh, they were questioned. So, uh, to sum up, uh, we can question uh, even numbers. Because uh, these numbers matters, uh, whether it was uh, less than uh, 20% or rather more. Why uh, um, Ukrainians didn't want to to be visible in this uh, census or didn't want Mm -hmm. to... uh, speak Ukrainian on the uh, Lviv street. So it is a matter of, uh, of um, oppression, it is matter of, of uh, the status of uh, Ukrainian language uh, during the interwar period. And uh, the, the same, but uh, a little bit different, uh, is, is uh, with uh, with Jewish, because some Jews, uh, more um, educated, uh, uh, more uh, with uh, with uh, better uh, better uh, social status, uh, uh, decided to. Uh, um, uh, switch into Polish to uh, to even be uh, uh, to be Poles, uh, but at the same t- time they uh, uh, were of uh, of uh, uh, Jewish religion. So uh, they uh, uh, they were uh, according to. to, to to some, uh, to some points, they were Jews, but uh, uh, from the point of view of culture, they were poles. So, um, uh, to uh, to uh, answer uh, your uh, your question, not only uh, not only numbers, but also uh, but also status, uh, and. Uh, um, Best, uh, the best social status were uh, have uh, have had poles mm-hmm. than uh, jews and the, the uh, worst status uh, had uh, ukrainians uh, with uh with uh, all consequences with all um, uh, uh, um, problems, uh, which, uh, which, uh, were, uh, caused, by, by, by this, uh, high status or, uh, low status, low mm-hmm. social status.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, indeed, um, your book does emphasize this um, uh, status of the Ukrainian uh, language uh, in Nelyu specifically, Uh, and um, you um, present a lot of material that uh, testify towards the inferior status of the Ukrainian language when compared to the Polish language, for, for instance. You also mentioned that Ukrainian writers had a lot of struggle as they were trying to be recognized by other writers for instance those who by those who um wrote in polish and um i'm wondering how did this status of ukrainian eventually change and you also note in your book that uh, ukrainization strategies with the arrival of the soviets served in fact to russify the population yeah, uh, one of the um, points that really um, uh, struck me <laughs> and uh, i was uh, uh, wondering about uh, this fact for a long time was that uh, you mentioned that sometimes the polls would prefer to mention uh, russian scientists and writers rather than ukrainian so um would you would you um talk a little a little bit more uh about the um ukrainian language and about how the ukrainian language uh was probably uh introduced um in in this in this region uh natalia thank you very
1: much uh, probably i have to uh use uh, uh one uh one more ter- uh, one more um uh notion uh, but this uh Colonial status, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, however, I don't, uh, I didn't implement co- uh, colonial studies approach in my uh, book, but I have to uh, use uh, this uh, uh, notion uh, in uh, in the answer because. Uh, um, what I said about uh, low social status is also um, combined with national status. So uh, if it is low social status and low national status, we uh, we have to uh, we have to use with uh, uh, um, post-colonial status um, uh, notions, and uh, uh, for sure. Uh, for Poles, uh, Russians were uh, of high culture. Mm. Not uh, It doesn't matter that uh, they were Soviets, but uh, when they belonged to this uh, strata of intelligentsia, for example, Russian Soviet professors, they uh, were perceived as... Uh, uh, person, uh, uh, persons who uh, have uh, uh, higher status than, uh, than uh, Ukrainian professors. Uh, Ukrainian um, professor were professor from the province, and the uh, capital was still Moscow. And uh, this uh, we can trace it uh, from. Uh, um but uh, older times from the uh, uh 17th century and from uh, from 18th century but for sure we can trace that uh from the turn of 19th and 20th century and uh, from uh national demo, Polish national democrats uh um Background: mm-hmm. uh, They um, uh, didn't recognize uh, the uh, right uh, of Ukrainians to to be a nation to uh, for their own state, and were for sure recognized Russians uh, because they were uh, dominant and uh, they uh, aspired, uh, they uh, they desired to. Uh, to who, uh, have the same status i mean polish national democrats so uh, this uh partly a matter of um a colonial uh, point of view mm-hmm. and partly uh, a matter of uh, uh, ideology uh, so Polish national dam, uh, democratic ideology, and uh, uh, also uh, uh, believe that uh, uh, Polish uh, language is a, a language of um, high education, and Ukrainian language couldn't be, uh, could not be a language of high education, and for sure Russian is a language for higher education. Uh, the same uh, uh, is very popular. Uh, in uh, a very common uh, uh, belief that uh, uh, Russian culture is high culture. Uh, I I I I I know that Tolstoy, Dostoevsky, and, and many other Russian writers are are really interesting, but. Uh, uh v- it is uh the, not a statu- not a matter of status it is a matter of uh, literature mm-hmm. and uh p- but it is very very common to uh to entangle the status with uh, other uh other other matters like a literature mm-hmm. like uh uh Really interesting uh, approach, like uh, uh, methodologies in uh, in um, in science or in humanities. So um, it is not good because it is Russian. It is good because it is uh, um, uh, of a high level, and never mind that it is Russian or Polish or Ukrainian. But uh, very very often it is. Uh, a matter of prejudice. It couldn't be good because it is a uh, uh, culture or um, university uh, from the uh, um, other part of Europe. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and uh, your book also excellently illustrates how literature and politics get intermingled. Um, what strategies were employed to convert the Lviv dwellers, for example, into the supporters of Soviet u- rule? Uh, you describe how translations were involved in the political agendas and literary criticism was on the service to political parties as well. And probably these are the strategies were quite um, popular and widely used in the Soviet Union in general.
1: Um. I uh, I think, uh, there are many, many examples of uh, of uh, such uh, cooperations uh, of of um, uh, uh, intelligentsia, of uh, of writers, of uh, uh, translators, of uh, of artists, of uh, singers uh, during uh, during uh, Soviet times. And there are many many full, uh, full of uh, the, my book is full of anecdotes but I, I uh, didn't want to to overload this book uh, by anecdotes by I wanted to uh, understand to uh, what extent uh, these people were uh, pressed to uh, to um, to do uh such things I mean to to um, uh, cooperate with Soviet rulers and to what matters they uh, they were uh, 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 sure uh, it is uh, the only way to to survive and uh, uh to what uh, extent they uh, they were uh, just uh, ideolo- ideologically uh, tempted because they were also such uh, such uh, uh, writers uh, who believed that uh, uh, and uh, it is a system of uh, social uh, social uh, um, equality so uh we believe that it is a better system than it was uh, during polish uh, uh polish republic times uh, uh maybe i uh i just uh, just uh recall one of the anecdotes about uh about uh artists who uh were pressed uh, to to um uh, cooperate with uh, or to collaborate, but I I, I don't like this uh, this uh, this uh, verb uh, to collaborate. So I I prefer to cooperate or to support uh, mm-hmm. the Soviet rules. Uh, and uh, the story is about uh, visual artists uh, who uh, who uh, were pressed to return. To their uh, school day technique of uh, reproduction. Uh, the only persons who had a chance to make money were those who could adjust to the conditions of the authorities' full control over art and were efficient copyists at, uh, at that. Uh, though even those skills didn't guarantee one's safety. As one in the newspapers in art to employees shuddered uh, at the thought uh, of overlooking an error in communist keywords and names, editors recalled that their nightmares were feature typos in the name Stalin. Uh, likewise, there is a mistake in copying the visage, uh, visage of revolutionary chiefs in the USSR leaders, could cause serious problems. And one of the artists, Arthur Nacht, was supporting uh, his entire family and had little choice but to take up such mass production. While transferring a portrait of Laurenti Beria to a canvas, he made a mistake in the enlargement and moved the image by one grid. And this miscalculation left the chief of the state security with two sets of eyes. The uh, gigantic portrait hung at second-story level and peered down onto the crowds with redoubled attention. The party's leadership wouldn't accept any explanations and accused the artists of sabotage. Thankfully, in the course of the investigation, the school's employees were able to convince the authorities that no sabotage had occurred, and the error had merely been a technical glitch. So it is one of uh, of many uh, anecdotes, uh, tr- true stories about such uh, such cooperation and. Um, and uh, uh, for sure, uh, um, be- uh, very often, uh, poles believed that only others, only Jews or only Ukrainians were uh, collaborators. Never mind with uh, 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 I mean with uh, with Soviets, and. Um, uh, um, my book is full of of such examples of, of of such ex- accusations of uh, collaboration of uh, others and uh, uh, at the same time uh, such persons have, uh, such accusator uh, uh, didn't um, uh, see that uh his own behavior is uh very similar so uh one of my main points was uh, we have to avoid such accusations and we have to uh, study very carefully uh, every, every case. Mm-hmm.
0: And we gradually uh, moved towards the arrival of the Soviets and Nazi Germans. And um, as your book documents, arrests were massive and numerous. And to avoid arrests, some choices had to be done. Um, Some did what they could to avoid arrests, some didn't compromise, Uh, but this question of what one does or doesn't do when their life is threatened is never um, black and white. So where is this starting point for us to understand the complexity of the situation that was created in Viva with the arrival of the Nazi Germans and Soviets? You just made a comment that we have to be careful while we look at these um, complexities but, um how would you suggest that we start uh, understanding this complexity without accusing uh, it's uh, without uh, without any accusations um I I'm sure that uh, uh, we are uh,
1: uh, we should be very very careful with uh, with uh, such studies and even uh, uh, so well-known and well uh, uh research uh case as a pogrom of mm-hmm. uh, early july of 1941 uh should be studied more careful uh, as um i um uh, tried to uh, to um, show um, um, uh, Lvivians or uh, uh, inhabitants of Lviv uh, greeting uh, greeted uh, greeted Nazis mm-hmm. at the uh, very first days of uh, of uh, uh, Nazi occupation, and only uh, during next. A few weeks, uh, they were so shocked by uh, Nazis' uh, policy toward uh, toward the uh, world, dwellers that uh, uh, that they uh, changed their mm-hmm. uh, approach, their um, uh, their uh, behavior toward Nazis, but at at first. Uh, uh, moment, they uh, they were uh, so happy that Soviets uh, um, left Belovez, uh, but uh, they didn't realize that uh, the same or even worse uh, will uh, start in a minute. So uh, one, just one example. Um, about uh, about um, um, this the very first moment of uh, Nazi occupation as the uh, pogroms and crowds of uh, uh, Lvivians at West streets uh, who were greeting uh, uh, the Nazis and uh, for sure if we believe that only 17 uh, percent uh, of uh, of uh, early, uh, inhabitants were Ukrainians. So, uh, how they uh, created such crowds? Just just one uh, one question, and I have no answer uh, from uh, many historians for this question. Uh, I didn't question the, uh, the fact of the pogrom, but uh, I, I believe that it was not uh, uh, organized only just by uh, Ukrainian nationalists. Uh, it was uh, it was much more complicated story. Um, and. Uh, Many other uh, other examples Uh, during Nazi occupation, we can we can uh, uh, show the cooperation between the Ukrainian artist and my uh, my uh, grandmother. How they uh, are trying to uh, to uh, rescue some uh, their their friends from the ghetto. How they. How they uh, cooperate uh, and uh, and uh, how um, how it is complicated uh, to 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 find uh, to find money for such uh, for such help to find uh, food for uh, for uh, people in uh, in the, the, the um, Ukrainians, uh, um, I mean, uh, Jews who who were uh, underground or uh, who were uh, in uh, in uh, um, um, places uh, saved for uh, for them from the Nazis. So uh, how it was. Uh, very difficult to find the food for them. How it was very complicated to to find money for uh, for this food and, uh, and to uh, to rescue them. It was very very complicated task. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, how would you uh, say the uh, Soviet presence changed uh, Lviv? Uh, did it become um, Sovietized or did it become Less culturally diverse. Uh, it depends on uh, the the
1: time uh, mm-hmm. during uh, during the first uh, Soviets. Uh, it is uh, common uh, common um, name of this uh, this uh, first period of Soviet occupation mm-hmm. occupation uh, 1939, uh, 1941 uh, It was still diverse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, uh, it was uh, uh, unified by Sovietization. And uh, at the first time, uh, Ukrainian language was used as, a, as an uh, instrument for uh, Sovietization, but uh, mm-hmm. not only Ukrainian language. And uh, first of all, it was uh, symbols of uh, Soviet regimes, of, uh, of uh, Soviet uh, different, uh, state, uh, state, uh, first, like, uh, October revolution, like, uh, Stalin's constitution, like, uh, uh, for, uh, first of my, and, uh, and, uh, and of course, uh, mass demonstration, mass, uh, mass, um, participation of, uh, of, uh, uh, people in, uh, in uh, trade unions. Uh, so uh, it was uh, worker unions. It was a kind of of um, uh, Sovietization of uh, of uh, social life. And uh, first of all. Um, all parties, all uh, cultural, uh, uh, social organization were banned uh, this time, uh, and uh, uh, all uh, institutions were uh, started to be uh, state institutions. So, for example. They were uh, such institutions as uh, national, uh, national society, uh, Shepchenko National Society and uh, uh, the Ossolineum Library. And uh, uh, they were uh, uh, combined and uh, it started to be one, uh, one, uh, one institution. And uh, one Soviet institution with Soviet uh, Soviet directors with uh, Soviet rules and uh, 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 and uh, under Soviet control. So uh, at the first time it was Sovietization and uh, oppression, repressions, uh, arrests, and uh, many others. But on the second uh, Soviet occupation, it was uh, uh, in 1944. It started to be uh, not only repression, but uh, also mass uh, uh, mass deportation, mm-hmm. and all Poles were deported to 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 Poland, and uh, mass deportations of Ukrainians and. Uh, ma uh, 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 were deported to 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 the east and uh, uh, last but not least during uh during Nazi occupation uh the whole jewish population was annihilated so very very little uh jews uh, survived the, uh Nazi occupation so after world war 2 Lviv uh, started to be a uh, uh, completely other uh, city. Uh, but it doesn't mean that it uh, started to be Ukrainian city. Mm-hmm. But during the la- uh, late uh, 40s and early 50s, Lviv was mostly Russian city. Mm. And very little uh, people, even scholars, uh, know about about this.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, okay. uh, the uh, instances that your book describes um, are hard to talk about. There are a lot of wounds that are exposed and revealed, and there are a lot of prejudices. And I feel like we have to uh, somehow produce this language, how to analyze and how to describe uh, these instances and these uh, difficult and contested pasts. Uh, But your book also illustrates that there are productive ways for such discussions. Uh, Would you like to uh, make a couple of more comments on how to uh, talk about difficult and contested pasts?
1: Thank you for such questions. It is really important and maybe a the most important for me are uh, a reason why I, I, I wrote this book. Uh, but I have to confess that there is no universal uh, idea for such discussion, as well as there are no universal medications. Mm-hmm. 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 I cannot give you or anyone first prescription for the discussion of difficult past or, uh, or contested past. However, there are universal uh, universal principles, uh, and one of them is first, do no harm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am sure that our listeners will agree with this principle as well as with a conviction that Manipulation in social life is really harmful. So-called historical uh, historical politics does more harm than good. During last years, we have been observing uh, how both sides, Polish and Ukrainian, destroyed the process of reconciliation, employing historical politics. Mm -hmm. For sure, Polish side was more active in this process and caused more damage. However, one cannot say that Ukrainian side was not involved in uh, destabil- destabilization. And despite of all, all these circumstances of last decade, and despite of a lack of, of good faith, of one, uh, uh, the one side, I mean Polish. When we take broader frames, namely last three decades, I would say that historians have found productive ways of the discussion. It is trivial, but true. Cine i et studio. For sure, scholars have to meet great demands. First of all, Uh, They have to be equipped with criticism towards the sources, to the master narrative, to her or his own prejudice. Uh, It should be obvious, but it isn't. Any scholar researching relationships have to be familiar with sources in relevant languages. In our case, at least in Polish, Ukrainian, Russian, but also in German and Yiddish, it should be um, implemented or use, and now let us ask how many Polish or Ukrainian scholars met meet such demands? Very little. Mm-hmm. Much more prefer to be involved in historical politics, mm-hmm. which, whereas such high qualification are not required. Um, I believe that there were also other models of dialogue, so called protocols of uh, discrepancy. Just one example, seminars of historians named difficult questions. I would say the name of the seminar entangled the result. But uh, still, I believe that different approach, uh, and one of them, I proposed uh, this uh, micro history approach, but uh, the other is uh, entangled history and uh, uh, ultra uh, uh, national I mean uh, un, um, uh, not from the from the uh, bottom, but from the top uh, view from the, from the, uh, this top for from this uh, this point of of European history. Or uh, history of region. When uh, you are above national narratives, you can uh, you can observe much more mm-hmm. than, uh, in the frame of national narratives. So I uh, propose my approach is uh, uh, below the uh, national narratives from the level of micro history. This, uh it is not a family history it is a micro history of review intelligentsia uh, but uh, of course I uh, appreciate uh such uh, such a pro- approach like in, uh, in uh, um, uh, Timothy Snyder's books and especially uh, bloodlands uh, which is uh, really uh, multi-national multi, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, approach.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Olam. Uh, thank you so much for this discussion today and for your book that delicately guides us through multiple entanglements and uh, attempts to offer routes for uneasy and complicated conversations, as we discussed today. But these conversations one way or another, touch upon the issues of choice and compromise, courage and responsibility, fear and hope. Uh, thank you so much, Olya.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for invitation and uh, for your
0: uh, excellent questions. Um, today I spoke with Olya Natuk, author of Courage and Fear, published by Harvard Ukrainian Research Institute in 2019. Thank you for listening to New Books in Ukrainian Studies, a podcast channel on the New Books Network.